You're listening to the Rise and Love podcast, where we believe that you get to have love and success in all areas of your life. Your host, Crystal Iram, will help you understand yourself, your relationships, and what's keeping you from having the love, relationship, and life you really want. Week after week, you'll have your mind blown as you learn from experts and listen in on honest conversations to experience mindset shifts and get practical instruction on how to use your mind to support you in getting everything you desire. We'll get to the heart of the matter when it comes to designing and elevating all aspects of love and life. Here's your host, educator, relationship coach, and lawyer, Crystal Iram. Hello, hello, hello. It's Crystal Iram here. I am a relationship coach for smart, successful, spiritual single women. And in today's live, I want to talk about impatience when you are manifesting, when you are calling in your partner. So yeah, this has been coming up quite a bit. I've been seeing people say that they want to give up, that they want to let go, that they are just impatient, that they're ready for him, that they don't understand why he's not here yet. And so that's what I wanted to address today because this has just been coming up quite a bit. So where to start with this? You know, the first thing to recognize is that like it is normal i get it i get sort of this desire to have your person already when there's like a lack of understanding as to why you haven't found him yet so you are normal if this is how you feel i really get this like i definitely experienced this where i was just like i'm ready where is he already however the other thing you have to recognize is that an impatient energy when you're being impatient there's a couple of things that you're showing the first being that you don't actually think you're going to get what you want If you can look at your life, you can look at the things that are around you. And at some point you wanted that, you know, at some point you may have wanted the job that you have, or you may have wanted a certain amount of money that you make. There's things that are already in your life that you wanted in the past. And now that you have them, you don't have to like want them as much anymore. Like you already have them. If you stay in this place of always wanting something, that's the energy that you're putting out. So what I'm talking about here is like the idea of manifesting something. When you're manifesting something, it's about being aligned with the energy of it, being aligned with the energy of it, the energy of having it. So when you're wanting something and you're wanting something impatiently, you're out of alignment with the thing that you want. You're focusing on the not having of it. Okay. Does that make sense? I know that it's a little bit of a confusing concept, but I'm going to flesh it out further. But so this idea that you're like, I need to have it now. You're focusing on the fact that you don't have it. That's the energy that you're putting out. You're putting out this energy that I don't have it. I don't have it. It's not here. That's really what you're focusing on. The other thing that it shows is your ego is very attached to having it. And, you know, the thing is, is like, if you knew for sure that you were going to have it, then you wouldn't feel so impatient. Like we feel like we have to have something right now because it sort of feels like if I don't have it now, I'm not going to get it. If you knew with 100% certainty that it was on your way to you, you wouldn't have the same level of impatience. You know, it's like when you're at a restaurant and you're waiting on your food, if you're hungry, you're kind of like, okay, I'm ready for it. But you're not going to be going crazy being like, where is it? Where is it? I don't understand. Like going back into the kitchen and being like, what are you doing? Why isn't it coming out quickly? Like you put in the order for the food, you trust that it's coming. And you sort of know that there's a certain timeline. Like, obviously, if you're sitting there for three hours, then it's kind of like, what's going on? But you expect that there is going to be a period of time. You don't put in your order and then two minutes later go back into the kitchen, right? Like, it's going to take much longer. And so it's like, if you think about this like that, like, once you're clear on what you want, 
you sort of want to expect that there might be a little bit of space in between. There doesn't have to be a lot of space in between, but we think that there's going to be a little bit of space in between. So there is. Um, it happens for people in different amounts of time, but the more patience you have, the quicker it can come to you. Because really, it's like the patience, the patience really just means that you expect it to come. You expect that you're going to get it. And so it's like that expectation, that place of expectation, that's where you get what you want. That's where what you want actually is able to manifest. Are you guys following so far? So when you're pushing for what you want, when you're pushing and you're like, it has to be here, it has to be here, that creates more stuckness. That creates more stuckness. That creates this energy of like, as if you have to be control of everything. And it's hard to move forward from there. You want to get to this place where you're not trying to control every aspect yourself, where you're sort of knowing this is what I want. I know that it's mine. I know that it's coming to me. So now I just get to sit and wait and enjoy. You know, whenever someone says to me, I'm trying to be patient, but I'm trying to be positive, but I'm really doing everything I can. But right away to me, that signals like, no, you're not. You're not practicing patience at all. You're doing the opposite. You're saying, I already know all of this. I cannot surrender because like, I'm not going to surrender until I know the entire process until everything is within my control. That is not a place where you're easily going to manifest what you desire. It's just not an attractive energy. It's a repellent energy because you're pushing so hard against what you don't want. So, you know, one of the things that people are sort of saying with this is like, well, I could believe that it was going to happen if I had evidence of it. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if you had evidence of it, then your work is already gone. Like, that's the whole point of this. Is like you have to come up with the faith, the belief before you have evidence. Like it's not faith if you can already see it. And that's where the work is. That's why it's not easy because you have to believe in what you desire instead of what you don't want. Because people will say, I just don't know how to believe in something without evidence of it. But like you're believing in the opposite of what you want and you don't have evidence of that either. Your only evidence is that you don't have it yet. But evidence of what's happened in the past is not evidence of what's happening in the future. But you're able to believe that you're not going to get what you want because you're choosing to believe in that. And it's like, well, I haven't gotten what I want. So that's evidence that I won't get what I want. It's like, no, it's not. You're deciding that it's evidence. So instead of like trying to insist that you get proof of it before it happens, like what if you just decide that this is what's going to happen, what you want is going to happen, and then looking for proof of that. So the same way that you would worry, like, well, I haven't met him yet, so that's evidence that it's not going to happen. Look for clues in your regular life that it will happen. You can interpret anything that way. Like, if you're at the grocery store and some nice man holds the door for you, that can be evidence. Like, men treat me really nicely. I'm going to meet someone who, you know, is considerate of me. Like, you can use every single thing as a clue. Some people will go out on a date and they'll say, I went on a date with someone and he had all these qualities that I like and then he didn't want to continue the relationship. So that's evidence that I'll never find someone. No, look at it the other way. I went out with someone who I really liked. It didn't work out, but that's obviously evidence that I can like someone and I will need someone. Like you have to decide how are you going to interpret everything? Because that's the whole thing. It's like everything's neutral and then you're assigning it meaning. You're deciding that it means something. And so it's like choose a different meaning. Choose a meaning that actually is going to move you towards what you want instead of what you don't want. And that's like a big thing that people do. I get that that's a little bit easier. That's sort of like the natural thing to do. But 
yeah, our ego and our instincts are not necessarily supporting us in getting what we want. Our ego and instincts are just pushing us towards what's going to stay safe. And what stays safe is just not experiencing any change, like just having things as they are. So if you desire something different than what it is, then you have to go beyond your ego and your instincts to actually move towards that. Does that make sense? I'm pretty sure it does. I think that it makes sense, but it's like the sort of thing where you just get to decide like, this is what I want and start looking for evidence of it. Anyone who's telling me like, I have to have proof before I can believe like, fine, you can require proof, but then you also can't be upset when like, it's not working out the way that you want because you're deciding it's not going to work out. That's still within your control. So you're sort of coming at it from this like victim mentality where it's like, I just have to wait until things happen to me. But like you get to be at cause in your life. Like you can decide that things get to be different for you. You can decide to look for evidence of what you actually want. So it's about like looking for evidence of what you want, looking for evidence that what you desire is coming your way instead of waiting for something outside of you. Because it's like, if you could just wait for the guy to show up and then believe that's not faith, you have not practiced faith at all. And the idea is not that you have to do it perfectly. Like you don't have to do it perfectly. If you have moments where you're just like frustrated that's okay. The idea is that the predominant feeling that you have, the predominant thoughts you have are trust and faith and belief that you're actually going to get what you want and looking for evidence that supports that. You know, I've spoken before about when I was manifesting Kobe, I was very clear and I took everything as evidence that I was going to get what I want. Everything, every single thing that happened, I was like, this is just moving me closer to my person. And I was able to get into the state of mind where like, I really trusted, I really believed, and I knew that he was coming and it wasn't a big deal. I was just like, okay, he's coming. I'm ready for it. I'm going to wait for it. And it's like, sometimes people say like, well, I'm just ready for him. And it's like, if you were really ready, you wouldn't be so impatient because you would already know that it's happening. So it's like, whenever someone comes at me with that attitude of like, I already know, I'm already doing it all. I'm ready. Then it's like, you can feel that impatience. Like you can feel it. Like you can feel it probably when you're saying it as well. You know that you're being impatient and you're just like angry that it hasn't manifested yet. And so that just tells you where you have a little bit of work to do around trusting and believing and waiting. So there's this thing that I do every year. It's called 10Q. And it's right around this time of year because Rosh Hashanah was last week, which is the Jewish New Year. And so 10Q, it's basically just every year they send you these questions and it allows you to sort of reflect on the year in the past and like think about what you want going forward. So I've been doing this since 2011. And so basically you submit your answers and then it goes into the vault. And so you can't see your answers for, the, for another year. So you get your answers for the year below, like a year later. So it's like doing a time capsule, like when you're a kid. So I was just reviewing all of my answers that I did, like basically since 2011. And it's really interesting because I see this transition that I went through where, you know, at first finding my husband wasn't like strong on my radar and then it was really strong on my radar. And so for a couple of years, I had that where it was like, what do you most want for the next year? And I said, like, I want to meet my person. And then really interesting. So in 2016, I basically stopped putting that as like a main thing. Like I was just like, I still hope I meet someone, but like, I know it's going to happen. So like, it's not a big deal. It'll happen whenever it happens. And that was the year that I got involved with Kobe. So it's like to be able to just read my answers and sort of see where I released the intensity about it, where I sort of surrendered and was just like, no, he's coming. So it's not a big deal. It's funny. Cause like, I just have it all in writing. I can see that transition that I went through. So, you know, sometimes people talk about like, I just give up, I give up. I'm not going to find love. And it's like, 
okay, you can do that. But like, you want to sort of recognize like if you're doing it out of anger versus when you are just actually surrendering because you have faith that you're going to get what you want. So when you're giving up, it's a different energy because like a lot of times there's like an anger behind it. The intention behind it isn't necessarily towards what you want. Whereas surrendering is just like a trust. It's like, I know I'm going to get it. So it's not such a big deal. You know, like think about something that you want that like you've ordered on Amazon, you know, and it didn't qualify for like the fastest prime shipping, but like you're going to get it in three days. Like you're not going to be pissed off in those three days until you get it. You're excited about it. Right. So it's like, that's the difference in energy of like, I know it's coming and I'm excited. Like it's going to be here any day. And that's super fun versus like, it's not here. I don't have it. You know, it's a difference in energy. And that's really what I'm sort of talking about here is like, yeah, just that different in energy, that difference in energy, that difference between surrendering versus giving up. The other thing with giving up and sort of being like, I give up, I'm not going to find love. You know, a couple of people have posted things like that in my private group. And I'm like, don't jump on that bandwagon. Don't go down that place where you're just like, I give up. I'm never going to find love. I'm going to be alone forever. When you are in that place, you're going to an extreme. It's an extreme. It's often very dramatic. And it's like, it's not a powerful place to create from. Whenever you're at an extreme, it's going to be harder to create what you want. Because here's what happens sometimes. This is what I've seen. Someone will go to an extreme where they're like, I give up. I guess I just don't get love. And they're like really pissy about it. And then they meet someone and it's like, oh my God, I found him. I found someone. And then it doesn't work out with that guy. And then they go back to the extreme. When you're jumping from these extremes, that is not a good point of attraction. It's not a point of attraction where you're going to call in someone who is stable and who's going to have staying power. It's going to be the same sort of thing where they might be like you. So this is the situation where like a lot of women will find themselves involved with like those microwave guys that I talked about. They heat up real fast and they cool off real fast. And that feels horrible. If you get involved in something really passionate, really exciting with someone, just because he's sort of going from these extremes and then he moves out of the extreme because it was an extreme and people don't usually live at extremes. It feels really bad because it feels like you were forming this real connection, like something really great was coming out of it and you're getting swept away with like the emotions and the energy of it. And then it doesn't last. And that can feel really disheartening because you were excited. Like you were excited. You went up to this high and then you fall all the way back down. And so my whole point with that is, you want to create more of an equilibrium for yourself before you try to call someone else in. Because if you're going back and forth from these wild extremes, you are much more likely to attract someone who's also going to those wild extremes. And that's not someone who's going to be a great boyfriend, long-term partner, husband, right? Like if you're going to have a real committed partnership with someone, you don't want them bouncing from one one to the other. And they don't want that either. Like, it's hard to live with someone who is moving from extremes all the time. So some ways that you can tell that your impatience is really coming from your ego. So one is you need to know the how. And so in this situation, the how is also sometimes attaching to someone very early on. If you meet someone and you like them and then you decide this person is sort of it, that is sort of an egoic attachment. You're trying to identify someone too quickly. Like, you are most likely not going to know for sure that someone is it after like a date or two. Does it happen sometimes? Sure. It totally can, but often not because like you don't really know someone after a date or two, right? Sometimes people do just know. I actually hear it much more frequently from men that they knew right off the bat, but 
most guys who are pretty balanced and grounded, even if they know they're not necessarily going to say it right off the bat, because that's weird. Like it's really aggressive when someone comes at you after a date and is like, you're the one I'm going to marry you. If you feel the same way, then it might feel really good. But early on, it's like, "Mm, that seems really aggressive. So it's like, yeah, not deciding that any particular person is definitely it. The other thing that is very much like an egoic attachment is needing the evidence, needing proof. When you're like, prove it to me, just prove it to me, it works. First of all, I'm not proving anything to you. Like, why? Why should I have to prove it to you? You have to decide for yourself and then see like, is this something that I want to believe? We have no problem believing things that we don't want. Like people go into these spirals of worry and fear and doubt Like it's nothing. Like we do it so naturally and easily and why it doesn't serve us. It doesn't get us closer to what we want. But then before we'll believe something that we actually do want, we want proof. So let go of that attitude. Like it really doesn't support you. Instead decide that like you get to start looking for evidence of what you want. Like you can use everything as evidence of what you actually want. And then the third way that you can really know you're in your ego is needing to know exactly what it looks like, needing to know, like, this is how I'm going to meet him. I have to meet him this way. Like anything where you're trying to like have total control over the situation where you're deciding like, this is exactly what it's going to be. That is coming from your ego. That is not the best point of attraction. And it's going to be much harder for you to connect with someone from that place. So it's like your ego really wants meaning. It really wants completion. So it's going to be looking for those things. It's going to be looking for meaning. It's going to be looking for completion, but that cuts off possibility. If you are only going by what your ego knows, you have to think about how limited that is because like your ego only knows what it knows up to this point. So you are going to have much greater room for expansion and possibility if you go beyond that, right? Like this is, I think, a time, a lot of the reason why people just want to go back to an ex because they're getting caught into their ego and they're not sort of willing to think like what is actually possible for me, what could be different? So, you know, I think that wanting it to be an ex, trying to get an ex back, that also is a really good way of often showing that you're sort of stuck in the ego because you're like, I can't imagine anything other than what I've already known. So the other thing about exes is that I've noticed that like a lot of the women in the group, when they first join the group, especially, they come into the group because they are dealing with a breakup. They're dealing with trying to get over an ex and they're very stuck on it. And then to even the thought of trying to call in someone new, it's like they can't. They're just like, all I can imagine is my ex. Like it has to be him. And it's like, you know, it wasn't a perfect relationship because it's over. Like he ended it or he made you feel like you needed to end it. So it's like, it's interesting because like on a conscious level, we obviously know that it's not the ideal scenario, but it's hard to get past it. So that is all that I have about being impatient for now. I actually have a lot to say about it. It's, I know that it's a thing that people really struggle with. But yeah, I think take some of this and just allow it to like absorb a little bit. Like, where are you trying to control it? And so here's one of the other antidotes. So definitely use everything as evidence for what you want, but also allow yourself to get sort of curious. Like, why do I feel so much impatience? Like, get curious with yourself. Getting curious allows you to connect more with your intuition and your essence And that's a much better place to move forward from when you were trying to call in someone when you want to get more aligned with who you are and what you actually want. Okay, that is all I have for now. I will see you guys again soon. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes and be sure to tune in next time to the Rise and Love podcast.